Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are on the Habits Fit Podcast, and today I'm with Antonio Smothers, the yeah, 2016, Tonyo. that's right, Tonio. Tonio is the 2016 Mr. USA and IFBB Pro and host of the podcast, What It Really Takes. Thank you so much, Tonio, for coming to the show. I appreciate it very much. That's right, man. That's right. So, a lot of people may not know what IFBB Pro means, especially if they're outside the fitness community, because there's people who train, and then there's competition. So can you go over just kind of what exactly is the IFBB? Oh man, so we'll put it this way, (laughs) like this. The IFBB in the world of bodybuilding is the NFL, and then there's the CFL, then there's (laughs) semi-pro. The IBB is the NBA, when there's European leagues, and there's G League, and there's all that. The IBB is the most prestigious bodybuilding um, league or federation that there is worldwide. Uh, it is the most competitive. It's been around, oh man, I want to say since uh, the 80s, but before it was the NPC. But, you know, it, it's been around for a very long time, and a lot of people have been a part of it for a very long time so it's uh it's it's seen a lot of people come and go and it, it it's hard to get into like they say one of the quotes that i love uh, i've heard before is that there's a lot more amateurs than there are professionals and so, that's a good one absolutely yeah that is a good one that's true because what separates an amateur from professional right it's uh there's certain things that hey i want to work out and i want to lose weight i want to build muscle that's cool man yes. a lot of people want to do that but say it's like, hey, I want to actually compete and go IFBB Pro. That's, that takes a certain level of skill or dedication. There are certain things that yeah. most people need to be aware of that if they even want to entertain the idea, right? It's not just, yes. hey, let me get in shape for this weekend and then go do this, this cool contest show. It's like, no, this is a big commitment. And yes. I know you won in 2016. I wanted to get you on the show and kind of talk about those habits that you instilled in yourself to get to that level, because that's very, very impressive. And I'm sure, you know, we will talk about as far as what you had to do, as far as the habits that you needed, and anything else you need to do to get to the level and how that's helped you in your overall life in general. Absolutely. So now that people know what it is, so the IFBB Pro is pretty much a physique competition for the elite of the league, right? This isn't- I would say yes. This isn't your buddy (laughs) who's in good shape. This is like, hey, these are the cream of the crop, the people who take this real seriously. So, National Federation of Bodybuilding, yes right. sir. So when you won your show in 2016, just again to give people an idea of what that means, how many entrants were there? How does that process look like? You know what's funny is that you saying that, so people would think that it's petty to know this, but I do know. Because right. <laughs> I, I actually counted. Because I wanted to know. Um, just, just before even, in order to, there, there's, you know, you have to qualify. So in order to even get to a show like the USA's or um, there's another one called the Nationals Championships and then there's a couple other uh, uh, shows that what they what they call those uh, pro qualifiers that is where you go to compete to become a professional right now in order to even get to that in order to even get accepted to even go to that show you have to do a local show regional shows what they call it and there uh, at the time when I competed at that time it was uh, the top, you have to at least place top three to be qualified for nationals or USA's. There's three other shows where you could go pro in the United States, which is called Junior Nationals, Junior USA, and, um, oh my gosh, I feel like there's one more, and North Americans. Now, those you can be top five, 
and then qualify in gotcha. a, from a regional show. Mine, you have to be top three. You have to be. So to even and get to that level, you have to compete just to get to that level to compete. Just to get to that level of show. Just to get to that show, yes. So I can't even so, imagine how many people just through the whole, at the whole process, right? It's not just one contest. It's like, yeah. hey, you have to place at the yeah. top. You have to need, you need exactly. to be the top three or top five here, top three mm -hmm. or five at the next show, and at the end, you have to be number one. Is that how it works? I mean, you technically, like I said, so here, here's the cool thing. So, and I've, I've told people this too. A lot of people try to pride themselves on being first. I think you should always have the mindset of being a champion at no matter what show you do, regional, pro buff, or whatever. But you can you can essentially go to a national show or a pro qualifier show and just and just qualify, you know, be first, second, or third, like for instance at the nationals. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, right, like you just said, at the end of the day though, it doesn't matter how you turn pro, it's if you're pro. So no one cares if you got second at your regional show just to qualify for your pro qualifier. Then right. if you got, then if you go to your pro qualifier show, again, nationals or the USA's where I, I went, you were, you were able to turn pro by placing first or second in your class. So if you place first or second in your class, then you were able to go pro. But now, check it out, now they've switched it. To go to the Nationals or the USA's, it's only top two to qualify to get to, get to that show. So at a regional show, you have to be first or second place. You can't be third anymore. And first I mean, or second. a lot of us have seen those shows. This is some stiff competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Some... So, when I, so when I would mind, I was, uh, I was blessed to, I, I, I was blessed to, you know, place and qualify for my show by winning first in my class at a regional show the year following. And um, I had to go against 100, over 130 amateurs who were trying to go pro uh, just to become Mr. USA. So uh, there was a, over 130 competitors all together. Wow. Yeah. That, <laughs> that sounds very intense. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So I would assume, obviously, it takes a huge level of commitment to get to that point because I think we can most of us especially people listen to this show they can identify with some level of training but yes. how do you compare your training to someone who just wants to get in shape like what's the what's the big difference in that <laughs> like because when someone says well I'm going to go do a show you know they would think like oh that's cool you're going to get in shape I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go to your show and support you but to say I want to go IFBB Pro is like yeah. me doing a show is like this this is a huge process so what's the the mindset there between someone who wants to compete in those shows and someone just like, hey, I want to, I need to go to the gym because, you know, I didn't go to the gym for two days. Can, can I be very candid and is this PG or no? No, this is rated M-A-R, whatever it is, <laughs> triple X. It is fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is different. And it, you know, and, and you know what though? It's supposed to be. Uh, as far as the style of training and level of training, I mean, it, it's, it's trial and error as well. Uh, it takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of focus. It's you know when you're in that gym, you know, a lot of people. And I posted this today on my story about a, uh, from Mel Robbins. I listened to Evan Carmichael and his top ten rules of success on his YouTube. And one of the things she talked about was have a have a do it now mentality, meaning that you know your feelings won't always be there to want to go to the gym. You know, so when you're competing, there is no such thing as want to all the time. I don't want to always eat a great diet every day. I don't want to always do fast cardio every day. I don't want to always go to the gym every single day, but I have to because my that's my vision, that's my goal. I'm committed to it. That that is the first thing. When you when you don't, don't have a competition or anything ready to go, you don't have to go to the gym, do you? You don't have to. No. Right. But when you know there's another guy 
who's busting his ass just as hard as you, or you, you have it in your fixing your mind, if I don't go to the gym, someone else is beating me, it's a whole different ballgame. Now you've added pressure to the mix. And if, in my opinion, I feel like pressure is a privilege. So you have to be doing something right or gearing yourself up to do, do something right and go in the right direction in order to even put yourself in a position to feel pressure. So imagine going to the gym every day with pressure, knowing that I have to work out this hard because there's somebody else, not just for me. I have to do it for because I got to beat this person, that person. I got to beat my last, my last show. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a different level of just of mentality altogether, altogether. Absolutely. And one thing that I think people can recognize is the amount of, I'm going to assume, discipline that you need to oh, yeah. even <laughs> attempt that ideology. Because it's one thing, you know, having your daily routine and going to the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning or after you get off at work. But it's a completely different thing having your routine and dedicating the amount of, I'm assuming, the amount of intensity that you have with each and every single workout in addition to carrying on your, your normal life. Right. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. How, what does what does the discipline look like? Because that's kind of a thing that maybe like might be a little bit different from someone who can say I'm disciplined enough. So like, hey, you know what? I'm disciplined because I go to the gym three times a week. But yeah. What yeah. Is, that's bullshit. Yeah. What is your <laughs> what is your discipline look like compared to that? My discipline is, hey, Antonio, want to go out any day, any time to go hang out and go party? No, I can't go because I got these meals I got to catch up on. No, I can't go out and be out long a long time with you because I got to go to sleep because I need to get a certain amount of hours of rest in because I got another workout and I have a diet to maintain. Oh, if, oh, we're going out to eat? I got to bring my food in a Tupperware container to go meet your family at dinner somewhere. I'm the type of guy that we're at a hotel and I don't have my, my food with me. I'm the guy who was at Boise in 2017 who walked down the street because I had no microwave in my room, went to go to Chipotle on the corner to grab their burrito bowl containers to put my food in, walked another two blocks to a shell station to use their microwave just to eat. That's the kind of Ooh. discipline I got. See, I want to make sure y'all listeners understood that because he easy anybody else would just you know what I'll get something from the store from the concession stand. Yeah, if you had your meal prepped, you didn't have the, the microwave, didn't have containers, so he physically went somewhere, got yeah. the containers. You know, it's kind of already awkward to get that, and then went to the gas station like, hey, let me use your microwave. I'm not going to buy nothing, yeah. but let me just use it. Like that's that's a completely level type of discipline and that's yeah. just for his meals you know what that was and that was that was geared up for going to usa's that, that i did that for going like that was headed into the usa show i was not going to be stopped that when there's a will there's a way you look around you right i look outside my hotel i'm like well, where am i going to find tupperware i mean because you know what i did prior to that my dumb ass so before even going to chipotle i ate inside the the ice bucket where like you feel the ice uh, i put food in there out of that that's how crazy i was that's pretty I, funny. I, just, I just didn't care. You just don't care. You That's know, true. I just don't care. And so it, it just, and I was like, I looked around, I was like, oh yeah, there's a totally, I can get a, <laughs> after the fact. You know, it, it's funny you said that you mentioned it going out places and having your own food. Because yeah. uh, when I first started getting inside the fitness community, I, I met all the competitors and everything. Not that I'm a competitor, but I, I'm friends with all of them. So yeah. when, I was, when I was first learning kind of how it is, yeah. we went to go eat. And you know, I'm someone's like, okay, we're going to go eat. You know, we're going to go to a restaurant, we're going to drink, and we just finished some events, so everybody's in a good mood. And yeah. I'm the only motherfucker at the table ordering food. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what? What's good? Did I miss something? Like, people are literally pulling out their chicken out of their bags. And at the time, I thought it was crazy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck is going on? It's like, we're at a restaurant, you know, order yeah. some food. But I didn't realize, you know what? This is how disciplined they are to their 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 craft 
I was like, this is some serious shit that at the time I didn't contemplate on that. Maybe I respond that to other areas of my life, but with fitness, I just wasn't there yet. And I was well, like, it's funny about you saying that I got to give respect to those people because people don't realize this too. Uh, there are people like myself. We don't mind bringing our food somewhere because we don't want to take away the enjoyment of going out to a restaurant with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to be the humdrummer. like, no, I can only eat home and at home is where I can only have my food. No. If you want to go out, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. But just know I'm not going to be eating what you're eating. But as far as going out, enjoying, having, you know, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But that was my first glimpse. I was like, oh, wow. This, you know, thinking about doing a show, this isn't just, hey, let me train for a couple months. Like, this is like some serious planning, oh, hardcore, yeah. discipline, <laughs> map out every hour of your day kind Literally. of discipline. So, Tonio, with that said, what do you think are the most important habits that you can have if someone is thinking about, you know what, I'm thinking about it, but I'm not sure what it takes. Yeah. Maybe I have it, maybe I don't, maybe I could enter that mindset. If you could break it down, like what are the most important habits? I know one thing we went through was um, discipline. Absolutely. I, I know that's obviously a must. You, yeah. you can't be successful. You can't turn pro if you aren't yeah. disciplined. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. What yeah. else would you say is important through your experience? Delayed gratification. Ooh, that's a good one. So can you explain yeah. what, that, what that means to you? Uh, to me, it means being able to look myself in the mirror after eating one after eating perfect for one or two days and not see a huge change yet that means to train some muscle my left shoulder which is not as big as my right shoulder at a certain point in time and seeing it not grow in you know a, a month's time like i want it to and realizing that no it's all going to come together that means when you when you look at yourself at 16 weeks out and say by the time i get to my show i will look like this and i will celebrate my hard work then that is delayed gratification to me. That right. is that you need that. That is very essential. In the, that is what bodybuilding is, essentially. You have to have delayed gratification. You have to wait and wait and wait and wait to then finally be celebrated on stage for 10 seconds. But yeah. <laughs> was, there, was there a moment for you where maybe you had that delayed uh, gratification? Obviously, you know, bodybuilding is, you can't go to the gym in two days and be like, okay, cool, I got progress. It's not gonna happen, right? But was there a moment where he's like, you know what? I could see it now, finally, this extra push as, as far as like going pro. Because most people, they, they can identify as like, yeah, I lost 10 pounds. Maybe I can see my abs, my abs. Yes. But for you, what was that moment where you noticed like, holy shit. This can actually happen? This can actually happen. Oh, man, you're, you're picking my brain. You're making me go back down memory lane. Let's, let's uh, take a man, stroll, brother. I would say, you know what? I, I was blessed enough. I think part, part of before, before I... Uh, one thing also to have is a great environment. And I'd say one oh, thing that I was one. blessed with was I had a great environment around me that helped me believe in myself more and to see something also at the time that I didn't see. There's a lot of bodybuilders out there from way back when to now that'll, that'll tell you. Someone else told me that I could. Someone else told me that. Ronnie Coleman, you know, someone said, you could be world champion. You know, so someone else might have instilled it in them. Then they finally did the mirror one day, saw, did a box step flex, and was like, yeah, I could go pro. But I like, so it kind of was a little bit of that first. And then once I won, once I won my first overall, my second show. Uh, and that was a qualifier, that, that, right? Yeah, my, my second show I ever did when I was in NPC was in 2013. It was uh, March 9th. I know the date. That's when. Um, that's when. That's when I knew I was kind of like, you know what? I can do this. I can. I can. When I went overall, got the big old sword. That's when I was like, I can do this. Like I can. This can be something I can do. I can go pro for sure. 
That's that's intense. So you mentioned the great environment, and that sounds like a huge thing that maybe people don't consider. Because I know uh, one thing for me is when I try to change my environment for healthy, it's like, you, you can't, for me, I couldn't hang around the same people. Nope. It was almost impossible. I that's couldn't, anything. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. If you want to grow, you got to be around people that you know, are going to help you grow. So with that said, what, was, what did your environment look like when you switched from training to, I'm training to, for, to be pro now? Ooh, during that time period, uh, I was blessed again to, I, and people, everyone around me was, was like-minded. And I, I've always kind of been, I don't say lone wolf, but I've always been good at distancing myself. Uh, just because if there's certain things that that don't really add to where I'm trying to go, you know, if it's if it's I call I call it the propeller anchor. If they're an anchor, I gotta let it go. You have to propel my life. Ooh, you know, nice. I can't have anything hold me down. And so during that time period, I was blessed to be in a situation with a young lady that got me into bodybuilding and was great, great uh, helped me with my belief system. And then from there, I had a coach at the time, and it's Omar Ventura that. You know, he juiced me up for the belief as well. And, you know, a lot of and people back home, because I was in Washington. When I started doing bodybuilding, I was in another state. I'm from California, but I was in a whole, so I was, I was in a whole other environment. And you, you know how it is. When you're somewhere that's not home, these people only see you for who you are in that moment. That's true. So in that, so in that moment, Absolutely. they're like, oh, this guy's a fitness guy. He's this, he's that. So I'm like, yeah, I am a fitness guy. I am this and that. So I start believing that and I I became that so I took that, that that mindset that persona on and I lived through it and so everybody everything I wanted around me I wanted it to be part of where I was going and so some people had to you know they dropped from the wayside when I went back when I came back home and that's okay you know luckily when they're friends that they really that really care about you you know they'll know where you're trying to go and a lot of times they'll be like look I'm not going to be here longer <laughs> to, to keep going to the gym with you like that. But guess what? I'm still your friend, and I'm here from a distance. When we need to talk, we click right back up. And I love people like that. And some people, not not everyone's like that. Right, and that's kind of important for just everybody to just identify with, right? It's like, you know what? If you want to grow, it's okay to let people go. You yes. Know? If they're good people, they'll still be there. And if not, then you know you don't wish harm on them. Just like, hey, my current situation in life, I need someone, like I said, a propeller. And yep. That's just not you, player. <laughs> so. yeah, you know what's funny? You, you know what's funny? I was watching uh, speaking that Evan Carmichael thing. I was watching top ten rules of success for uh, Diddy Puff Daddy today, and he said something really interesting. He said most of the most of the difficulties that you have can be solved very easily. Just people aren't willing to make the hard decisions. Some people aren't willing to make the hard decisions to let go of somebody in their life. If if, that, if that's all you know, you know in a, in a deep deep down in your heart, I need to let this person go. My life be so much easier. They're not willing to make the hard decision. Yeah, it's like being being adaptable, right? You need to be able to change this. Which you need to be able to change the situation. Even that means you know what I need to change my circle. Because I'm sure exactly. you. Because do you think you would have been able to reach that the status you are, the, the, having the pro card, if your yeah. environment was wasn't reflective of that? Yeah. Abs- absolutely not, right? No, no. Yeah. So no. you have great environment, um, yeah. discipline, delayed uh, gratification. What other habits kind of helped you become the person that you are now? Perseverance. Ooh, nice. Perseverance. Nice, nice, nice. You have to persevere. So I'm going to be devil advocate, kind of go the skeptic. That's what different. If someone thinks about training and they don't know anything about training, what is something that they have to persevere through? Because the average person is going to think, well, I could go to the gym and lift a dumbbell, but that's not 
really what it is, right? So when you say perseverance with training, what does that look like? Ooh, let's let we could go plateaus, right? Ooh, hey, people plateau go. all the time. You know, a person, a person, be oh, I'm just as far as I can go, and my body's just all, no, it can't go further. You have to trial and error, figure it out, or get a coach that can help you figure it out. Oh, I can only lift this much, my body won't grow. Yes, it can. Figure it out. Train different. Rest, rest more. Less is more sometimes. People want to overtrain or think that their body, okay, if I want chest, I'm going to do it five times a week. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So persevere can be, you know, more than one way to skin a cat, can skin a cat right? So there's so many different angles and approaches you can take, especially now in the, the, the life or the, the times you live in. Go research. Go YouTube. Look at my podcast. Look at your podcast. There's so many different places you can go to figure this stuff out. You know, so when I say persevere, man, there, there's, you know, how do you bounce back from rejection from even yourself, from your body? If your body's not quite snapping, snapping back to however you want it to or not dropping in body fat or weight, fix it. How? Persevere through it. How do you do that? You persist and you persevere. That's all right. you got to do. So going on the same topic of perseverance, which I know a lot of people deal with this and maybe you do. I'm not sure. But were there any moments did you still get these moments where it's like, damn. I'm not good enough to do this. Maybe I should have worked harder. Maybe I should have done this. How do you oh, yeah. persevere through those moments, even someone at your level, if yeah. you're still experiencing that? Like, what advice do you give someone who's just thinking about it and yeah. they don't see the results yet and they have to persevere through somewhere they, ju they just can't imagine it? So, how do they persevere through that? Rewire your brain to believe in yourself and your why and that you are good enough. Repeat it to yourself. Ooh, you know? can you like, repeat that? Because that's, that's fire. That was, <laughs> that was nice. You know, it's just, it's just true. You have, you have to, you have to believe in yourself and you have to know that you're enough. You know, you have to, you have to rewire your brain to understand that you, you have what it takes. You're trying to accomplish something that majority of this entire population cannot do and they're not willing to do. And you're doing it voluntarily. Let's not forget this is voluntary. No one has a gun to your head to say, you need to go lose all this weight and body fat to go jump on stage. No. That you're you're you are voluntarily adding stress to your life, you know, or changing right. up things, you know, because at the end of this too, people can actually gain a lot of self-respect for themselves because their actually ability. You know how hard it is. You, you understand this. You know how hard it is for some people out there to stop being a people pleaser. Bodybuilding yeah. makes yeah. you not a people pleaser. Bodybuilding makes you say no to people. And some people can grow from that, or some people just feel so bad. I have to tell them, no, I can't go out and hang out tonight because I have to eat these meals that make me healthy. Right. And that you all comes yeah, and that all comes from like a self-value, right? Because the reason you say no is like, hey, it's not that I don't want to go. It's just like for me to develop, I can't go. Or I can't self -love do Self-love is self-discipline. Or I can't do it. Exactly. Self-discipline. So with that said, say no to people. Were there any situations where obviously training to such an extreme with so much discipline made it hard, maybe emotionally, maybe had to say no to like family events or no to parties? Yeah. How did you deal with that? Because that's really... A kicker that people have to deal with. They'll, well, oh, yeah. I'm blank, blank, blank. Yep. They they turn their cheat meal into a cheat day. It's like you know what? I did really good for two weeks. I'm gonna go to my cousin's birthday party or whatever. Yep. All so the time. when um, you say no to that, yeah. how do you deal with that? Yeah, competition mode. How do I deal with it? Is say I don't give a fuck. Nice. That's how I deal with it. Because in the day, again, you chose this, and if you're gonna stand by, you gotta stick to your guns. Remember your why, and know that if it's that important to you. And if it's something that you really want to do, you never accomplished it before, do it, man. If you, you know, you have to stay consistent and remember why you're doing it. And who cares what, and then it's hard for people to understand this, but 
who cares what people think? I've had my parents or family when I first started at some point, okay, they may get sad. Oh, you're not eating with us today? Oh, you're not. You know, then guess what? Guess what, though? When you start winning, or you're still looking like you're about this life, they start supporting and understanding. Oh, you're gonna be on your diet? Okay, we're gonna have this. They start They start coming around. You know, it's kind of like a fan, like, right? Your, your team's losing, 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 then you win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the same shit. It's the same exact thing. People, fair weather fucking fans. It's the same thing in this in this whole regard. They wanna they wanna talk shit. They wanna say all this stuff. They wanna say your friends, whatever. When you first start, because remember, like not not setting a song. People fear what they don't understand, and they don't understand it until they start seeing how it betters your life, how you're winning, how you feel more healthy, and all. But then they start going, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm all aboard that bodybuilding thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, this is how it goes. Right, so absolutely. you just have to not give a shit and know that it's for for you, not for them. People don't, don't people please. And that comes back to how important discipline is, right? Absolutely, all so, day long. Because obviously you need to, one, understand your why. You need to be disciplined enough to, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. Sorry moms, I can't go to your big family brunch. Just, you know, it doesn't serve my purpose right now. And bring your food. There you go, you know, being disciplined doesn't mean not enjoying the events, right? Amen. It just means yes. you're enjoying differently. You know, no one's saying you can't just sit at the table, like, like my experience where everybody had their bag meals. Yeah, people may look at you weird, like, you're not going to order nothing? It's like, what yeah, you going to... microwave, can I, can I get a microwave? Like, you can't ask the waitress for a microwave? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> Several times. I mean, I did that one time. Ah, see? Yeah, you know, I was like, I did it once. I was like, yeah, whatever. I, I got to cook my food, man. I already made it. It's going to go bad. So, you, the habits that you accumulated in all these years of training, how has that helped you, your personal life? Just, oh, just in general, because there's one thing with training, but how do these carry over into your general life? Uh, I would say, so when it comes to, like you said, first of friends, uh, uh, it's carried over in the type of people I want, like-minded individuals. Um, that's one. In my ability to be more religious, in because you have to have faith. Uh, you know, if you have faith in something, you believe in something, then it should carry over. So for me, having more of a stronger faith in God to have gotten me here to where I'm at, I was already a Christian, but... Now, because when, I, when I'm in, down in the depths, when I, I remember, I'll tell you a story. I remember when I was first, doing my first show, it was so hard. It was so hard. It was the first time it ever happened to me. It was tough. Uh, my relationship at the time was struggling because I would have mood swings. It was new for me, you know, because you, you, get, you get in a certain mood when you die hard like that. And, man, I remember I used to cry. I remember one time I was, I was going, I was so tired, and I was so exhausted. I used to listen to, I shit you not, man, I used to listen to before doing cardio. Uh, I used to listen to I Believe I Could Fly by R. Kelly many times, many times before cardio, even in the car, because prep at that time, it was, it was something so new to me, but I wanted it so bad. But my mind was, it was you were fighting your mind. And so I would listen to that song all the time and say, one more day, keep going, one more cardio session, one more, you know, and, and yeah, that, that's, that was a big one. That was big for me, very big, huge. Yeah, I mean, that is a really good song. I can't say like every now and then like it's a good song, man. I was like, I remember when that when that R. Kelly stuff came out. I was just like, I'm still gonna listen. But yeah, so that's really good. That that has helped you into the habits that you have right now. Because and yeah, and yeah, family, friends, and just like consistently in life right now, I want to do build branding, and you got to look at bodybuilding and say, okay, with well, small increment, it's like the slight edge book, you know, small compound efforts built over time. And then that's what it ends up becoming. You know, you put it in any form of, Arnold talks to this all the time. You put the work in, just like you would if you're going to the gym, just like you would if you're doing your diet. Small compound efforts every single day will add up over time. 
matter what it is you're doing. Same thing. Absolutely. And like I said, you can that could be fitness, it could be school, it could be relationships. But yeah. the whole thing is like you have everything because of bodybuilding that because you reach that level, you have those skills and you can choose to put those skills into whatever the hell you want, obviously, right? Sure. Yeah, and that's yeah. obviously an invaluable skill that people don't don't know about. One question is, do you think everyone is capable of reaching your level? Capable of reaching my level? Ooh, that's a good question. Because um, a lot of people are like, I well, I want to be in shape. But some yeah. people really don't I do realize that, hey, I need to sacrifice this much. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I think, I think uh, everybody has potential to be the best version themselves. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go pro. Why? This is a subjective sport. So as far as what, what people might consider, you know, you're, you're, you're putting your body up on stage to get judged. So, you know, if, can I, will I say that you could be the best you can be for your body and your genetic ability? Absolutely. That takes, that in itself takes hard work. Just because a judge doesn't think that you're worthy enough to go pro doesn't mean that your body don't look like it's pro level for you. Don't let someone That's else nice. sit there and dictate what you, what, what's considered pro or not. If your body looks damn fucking good for for your genetic ability and you've come that far for what you came from in the beginning, that's pro to me. You know, you're pro and you're, you're pro on your own. You know what I'm saying? You don't need a judge to tell you. They don't need to be valid. You don't need to be validated like that. You know, but I mean, as far as, I'm just saying, to get to that point, it is subjective. You know, it is. So for those people that just want to just, I'm just trying to be realistic, you know, like, I, I can't look like Flex Wheeler. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So, yeah, can I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like everyone does levels. that's true so if someone wants to kind of think about that mindset it's not so much oh shit I need to look like Antonio if I'm going to win I don't know if I can do that it's like you know what this is all about building your confidence you don't want to train and then do all that work and get get torn down at the end right it's just you want to train to like like Antonio said become your best version and then that'll get you to the it'll get you likely will get you really close to the top if not the very peak of it right absolutely as you know that's a sad thing because a lot of people they they allow the critique of a coach and their placings to dictate their fucking life. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, you know what it is? It reminds me of um, when we're in school. If you got a report card and it said you were a C student, guess what you're going to think you are in life? You're going to think you're, you deserve only to be C average in life. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. think differently. So when people do bodybuilding, they put all this work and they're like, I'm only worth third? I'm only worth fifth? Like, no, bitch. You just need to do better and persevere and work harder. Like you can, you can, you can get it, you know, just, but stop thinking that if you can keep going at a fifth place mentality. What do you have to do different? What did you not do? Actually, like I said, what was that quote you said about pressure? Pressure is a blessing, right? Pressure is a privilege. Pressure, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Pressure is a privilege. Like I said, it's completely voluntary and you chose to go into this. You chose to take on this pressure, but because of that pressure, like I said, with was quote, pressure makes diamonds. You're oh, able yeah. to become this extraordinary individual that has all these uh, great skills that everybody can learn those skills right now. Everybody might not be able to go pro, but everybody can learn how to be disciplined, delayed gratification, persevere, and kind of- yourself a good environment. Try yourself a good environment. So if people can adapt to those four ideologies in whatever they do, it sounds like most likely they'll be able to be successful or at least do very well in whatever whatever they want to do, right? Absolutely. I mean, like Bob Proctor said it best. He said, if your environment is more important to your success than the gifts you were given at birth, that's how important your environment is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you, you can you can you can choose to you know you you can do that. <laughs> it's, it's a habit. It's a thing you can choose to do. So one thing I did want to ask you is, at what point did you 
actually want to start training to become pro? Because one thing I'm assuming uh, your background, I'm assuming you've you college athlete or football. football. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, team football. So, but at what point did it go from uh, just you know training for um, athletics, which is yeah. which is what my big thing is like. I love being athletic and mobile. Says so, you know what? Let me let me let me turn the switch to switch to aesthetics. Like when did that happen? That happened in fall of twenty twelve. And so um, that's what people would know. It's 2020 now, folks. So <laughs> eight years ago. So yeah. during that time period, I was out of football by like a year. And I'm a very competitive person. And since I was young, I've always liked to identify myself with physical activity. And I just like that to be part of my identity. I like to be known for something physical. That's just how I'm wired. And so... I was lost for a minute. I was like, man, football's over. You know, I'm doing flag football and all that stuff. That ain't much, though. That's, that, doesn't, that's not, that doesn't get it for me. So the um, uh, lady I was with at the time, she she's the one that looked it up on Instagram. And she was like, yeah, you know, I follow this guy. And I want to tour it. You know, they do this thing. They do this bodybuilding thing. And they do, you know, men's physique. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to do bikini. But her, her deal was this. She said, look, we'll have you do a show first. And then I'll jump into it three months later, three, four months later. So we'll, we'll see how you do, and we'll watch how that process goes. I'll follow you. Then when it's my turn, we'll do it for me. I was like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, how this, that's how the switch came about. That's how it happened. And then you just loved it, right? And then it just became, yeah, then it just became part of my identity. And something I just, it became a, a passion and a love for sure. Absolutely. Right. Nice. So, like I said, going back to just summarizing everything. So, the most important things that someone can do if they want to be successful, reaching your level, but just general health and fitness, right? It's one, you have to be disciplined. Yes, like, sir. If you aren't disciplined, it's just it's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then two, obviously, delayed gratification. So, yes. you know, and that seems with training and nutrition, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great environment. So, you need around people who support you. Like I said, propeller instead of an anchor. Oof. And then the, to be able to persevere through whatever you're going through is like, you know what, this is challenging, but I'm going to get through it. So if you could master those four things, that's what helped you get to the level that you're at. Because if you didn't have those, obviously, you probably, well, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. I was like, <laughs> yeah, let's say, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this real quick. And nobody's perfect. I've done shows where I cheated on meals, thought I could do the cardio um, when, I was, when I was amateur. Just right. to get there, burn muscle, did like an hour and a half of cardio after eating bad, lost. Uh, cheated on diets, so I was four weeks out looking great, lost. I've gotten third call outs, which is considered like eighth, ninth, tenth place in an amateur so, didn't let it stop me. You, you know, you understand? Persevere. So you, so you got a lot, of, a lot of, in what your eyes you would see as failure. So other people would see that as like, oh shit, that's, that's fucking awesome, dude. Play. And this is after I've won. Right, so this is like, after you won. So I've already won, so I think I'm at this level, then do, 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 do. Things were like trying to say nope. Nope, nope, you're not that good. Nope, you're not that good. Nope, you know, you can't stay on diets long enough. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. let me ask you a question to wrap it up. So if someone's going through that, and keep in mind, you know, somebody listening to the show, maybe they're just starting, maybe they're just starting to prep for the show. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, the corona During thing happened. Yeah, maybe, sorry for you. Yeah, no, maybe no, they're, maybe they, a lot, of, a lot of people just, their show got canceled because of quarantine, right. and they're in this weird, they're in this weird limbo. Someone is thinking about, you know what, I'm not sure if I could do this. It's, it's maybe I should try something else. Maybe I'm pushing myself too hard, regardless of the fitness level that they're at or the goals that they have. 
yeah. what would you recommend? What's something you could tell them to just make sure that they persevere through? What can they think about that's going to help them keep going through the, through the fog? I would tell them, like, now I've heard many times, but I'll give them a tip too. But first and foremost, it's Napoleon Hill, man. Success always comes after temporary defeat. All you got to do is stay persistent. All you got to do is continue to push forward. And you got to continue to keep your eyes on the prize and your vision. I made a goal when I started competing, and it didn't happen right away. But I had that goal, and I told myself, I said, when I started competing in 2013, never told anybody this. I wrote down in my phone, I said, I will be on Olympia stage in 2015. I will be a men's physique Olympian in 2015. Didn't happen right away. But guess what? Because my mind and my vision and consistency wasn't there. Doesn't mean I stopped. Doesn't mean I stopped. That was five years ago. I, my goal was supposed to be reached five, five years ago. I'm finally going to reach it this year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you and you have to put yourself in a position to, to hear other stories. Hear mine. You know, go to my page. Seek seek out others that have done it. Watch their blueprint. Hear about their failures. You know, that's why I love going to Evan Carmichael's, you know, Top 10 Rules of Success or listening to Kobe because you get oh, to hear no. about other athletes, other yeah. athletes and see how they fuck up. You brought see up Kobe. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. But see how they see what they went wrong. See what their struggles were. You know, no matter who it is, you can go, damn, they've been there too. Damn, they've been there too, man. They messed up too. You get, you're seeing what their chapter 100 looks like when you're in your chapter one. Don't compare Right. You know, so you got to see where they were at also. And then it helps. You know, I do that every morning. I do cardio. I, I listen to that. I watch that because it helps motivate me to continue to, to press forward. You know, yeah, that's, so that's what I would tell somebody for sure. And that's a beautiful message for everybody because that's a, that's a heavy, powerful one. And I didn't tell him I was going to ask him that either. So <laughs> because <laughs> that's true. So, so you just pull that off from the heart. Yeah, brother. Um so where can uh, everybody listen to your podcast and you want to drop your uh, your Instagram so everybody can follow you out, check yeah. you out. Homie could dance really good too, so I'm jealous. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. No, so um, my podcast is What It Really Takes. Uh, it's on Anchor, the app Anchor, or if you have the website, anchor.fm slash what it really takes. Instagram is Antonio underscore Smothers. My last name's easier to spell. It's S Mother S. Just so that's how you gotta spell it. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on those two places. Um, I do have a Facebook, but I'm I'm live action hero on on Instagram though. Go to Instagram, Instagram. Nice, nice. Good to know. Well, thank you so much, brother, for uh, hopping on the show. And hey, I appreciate, I appreciate you dealing your time and get, letting our listeners hear your story. Again, everybody, <laughs> the podcast is what it really takes, and it's Antonio underscore Smothers. You know, right. Go follow him and yeah, yeah. Appreciate the best, man. <laughs> opportunity.